I'm going to preach here in just a little bit, and then we're going to have our worship service part of it after that. And you'll see why in a little bit, because I, like I said, it's going to be a little bit different, but it's going to be powerful. I want to do a, just a little short series this week and next week about giving thanks because God is good. Amen. <laughs> Give thanks for God is good. And we're going to spend the next couple of weeks talking about how we can give God thanks. And there's, there's hundreds of ways you can do that. Uh, but this week and next week, I'm going to hone in on two things specifically. And this week, we're going to talk about how we can give thanks with our testimony. How we can share what God has done in our lives. And that is a thank you to him. But it's also a light that shines to other people and lets them know who God is and what he's done for us. So we're going we're gonna to focus in on testimony this morning. And the first thing, uh, testimony, when I looked it up, is a firsthand account of something that you witness happen or a public profession of a religious experience. Or in my words, Jesus changed my life. I had an encounter with God through the power of the Holy Spirit and he changed me. And I need to tell someone about it. That's, my, that's how I look at it. Uh, a testimony that I need to tell someone about it. I need to share about where I was and where God's brought me to. Because I was a mess. Anybody else? I'm still a mess. <laughs> but I'm thankful that God's on my side and that Jesus is my Savior. And I thank Him for that every day and I need to tell people about it. So let's start out this morning in Psalm chapter 40, if you have your Bibles or your cellular devices or the screen behind me. Psalm chapter 40. Are you guys with me this morning? Yeah. Are you, did you come in here expecting? Yeah. You know, I thought I might be up against it a little bit because the music usually gets you energized. And so if we need to jump up and do some jumping jacks, we will do that this morning to get going. But as long as you're with me, we'll go. Psalm 40 verses one through three is where we'll start, we will start out. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I was walking along. He has given me a new song to sing, a hymn of praise to our God. And I want to stop right there because whenever I suffer, this isn't just talking about a one-time thing. There are times when we go through the mud and the muck and the mire and we're struggling in life. And God lifts us up out of those things. And I know that when I suffer, that God's going to deliver me and he's going to give me a song to sing because of it. How many of you have been through some stuff? How many of you have seen God lift you up out of that and deliver you? Amen. That gives us a new song to sing because of that. So, so I tell myself, I may suffer, but eventually I'm going to sing about this. <laughs> I may go through some stuff and not understand it. It might be difficult, but eventually I'm going to sing out, look what the Lord has done. I'm going to sing uh, great things. I'm going to sing amazing grace. I'm going to sing out about what he's brought me through. And many will see that he has done what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. The deliverance and praise that comes out of the suffering is a testimony to everyone around me. What I've been through and seen God deliver me out of is a testimony to all of you, to everybody I come in contact with. And the deliverance and praise that comes out of the suffering um, isn't just 
it's not just something for me to keep to myself. We are to share our testimony with people. We are to let people know what God's doing in our lives. And it leads others to Christ. And they're amazed by it and also want to put their trust in him as well. If he did it for me, I know he can do it for you. (laughs) He will. Verses 9 and 10, if you jump down. I have told all your people about your justice. I have not been afraid to speak out as you, O Lord, well know. I have not kept the good news of your justice hidden in my heart. I have talked about your faithfulness and saving power. I have told everyone in the great assembly of your unfailing love and faithfulness. So according to what David's praying here, it would be an act of disobedience not to share about what God's doing in your life. Disobedience. If we keep our mouth shut about what God has done. And David said to this, this to proclaim to God and himself that he had glorified God among his people. He was not going to restrain his mouth or his lips from saying what God had done in his life. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to sing your praises. I'm going to let people know. I'm not going to hide it in my heart. He said, I've talked about your faithfulness and saving power. I've told everyone in the great assembly of your unfailing love and faithfulness. And, and so the, the righteousness of God was evident in both David's words and in his actions. That's a, that's a key for us. I can say how much God has done in my life, but I also better show it by my actions. I'll hit on that again here in a minute. Sharing your testimony with others is a must for all of us that are a Christian. We have to share it. And when giving your testimony, you tell how you came to trust in Christ alone as your Lord and Savior. You tell how God opened your eyes on how you were a sinner and you were in need of a Savior. You let them know that. That God has not only done this in me, for me, through me, he's changed me, but he can do that for you. He loves you as well. And we're sharing with others different events that, you know, led up to our salvation and how God has worked in our lives to bring us to repentance. I was a sinner just like you. Uh, I was messed up in this world. I was doing things that I wasn't proud of. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, by hearing the gospel message, by someone sharing their testimony with me, I was able to come to Christ and repent for what I had done and let Jesus come and live in my life and my heart and change me. And I've never been the same. I've never been the same. And we use our testimony as a way to encourage others, to let people know that every time that I went through a trial, every time I went through sufferings in life, that that was an opportunity for me to share a testimony about what God's done for me. And a lot of times we think in our testimony, it's just the point of how was this now and that, but it happens daily. Things that God does for us where we can share. I had a need. I didn't know how we were going to pay this bill, but God came through. I want to share that with you. I have this going on in my life and, and I deal with all this stress and anxiety and, and I have it, and I'm dealing with this this week, but God's given me peace and I want to share that with you. That's another part of my testimony. And a testimony, again, is not only the things we say, it's the way we live our life. That's also a testimony to unbelievers. It's great that I can talk about the goodness of God and what he's done for me, but my actions really have to line up to show that I'm different, to show that I'm set apart. And, and, and when we see this transformation in us, I want to warn us sometimes that 
Um, we don't need to lie and exaggerate about things, okay? And we got to be careful as well that we don't brag and glorify ourselves, which is what some people purposefully and unknowingly do. And instead of talking about Jesus, they use that as an opportunity to talk about themselves, which really is no testimony at all. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I've heard people, I've probably done this myself, bragging about their past life and how bad they were more than they talk about what Jesus did for them, bringing them out of it. Oh, I, I used to do this, or I did so many drugs. I was so high all the time. I was, I was drinking. I cussed like a... I mean, I did all this stuff. Man, I was bad. And then Jesus. So when we, when we go on about who we were and what we were doing and how bad we were and how you know, we start bragging about all the different things we've done and, and we leave Jesus out of the equation, we're not really sharing our testimony about what he's done for us. So don't make it, you know, I've even seen the other side of this, but that when you come to Christ and you're saved and you're a Christian, you're walking tall, you're standing strong, you're doing what you need to do. And I've seen people uh, well up with pride in self and make things that God's doing in their life all about me, 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 me. I do this. I do that. I'm so holy. I'm so righteous. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. There's people in ministry that do that. And that's terrible because it becomes more about them than it does about him. And you forget to give credit where credit is due. So careful with that, okay? It's not about you. It's about him. Make sure people know that it's about him. It's about his saving grace and what he's done in your life and how he's turned it around for you. And we should share and build one another up because our testimony can have a huge impact on someone else's life. Now, you guys have heard my story. For those of you that haven't, I went through some years of depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts. I did not want to be here. So the enemy deceived me into believing. But that's, that's my big part of my testimony is, is understanding that's not who I am in God. Who I am in God says my life is, has value and it's worth living. And that's my big testimony of what I shared. But my testimony um, through working with youth, through talking with people that struggle with the same thing, my testimony helps other people. Your testimony about things you've been through helps other people. Who's got some keys? Anybody? Give me some keys. Rattle, rattle. Not many, but hey. That's good. I can use this. This key is your testimony, my testimony. This is, this is our testimony. If I don't share this, if I don't let people know where I was, what I was struggling with, what I've been through and how God changed me, I can't really be effective around other people. And, and, and this testimony, this key could be the very key that unlocks somebody else's prison. So I have to share it. I have to tell about the goodness of the Lord. I have to testify because what I've been through, the stuff that I've went through can help somebody else get through it too. Use the key to unlock other people's prison cells that they're dealing with, that they're struggling with. Use it. Give your testimony. Share. That went over well. <laughs> it does. It helps. I mean, when you come, when you get down into it and you get in the real world with people and you're talking about stuff, 
when you're sharing God's love and, and they're just letting you know that, man, I, I'll just use me for example. I've, I've just really been dealing with depression. I don't want to be here. I don't want to live. I wake up dreading every day. You know what I could do? That's bad. I'm sorry. I'll be praying for you. But if I'll share my testimony because I've been exactly where they are, they can understand God's love a lot better at a level that's better than me just saying, I'll pray for you. Because I've got the key to unlock their prison cell. I know exactly where they're at because I've been there. And all of us have different testimonies. So it's important to share those with people you're coming in contact with. Let them know about the goodness of God. Let's go to Psalm 22, 22. Carlin, this is tougher than I thought. should have that music first. Psalm 22, 22. I will praise you to all my brothers and my sisters. I will stand up before the congregation and testify of the wonderful things you have done. Psalm 66, 16. Come and listen, all you who fear God, and I will tell you what he did for me. We have to tell. We have to let people know. We have to testify. Never, ever, ever be afraid to share your testimony. I encourage you guys to do it and do it often. Your your testimony can encourage others. It can inspire others. And though it's not the gospel, it can be used to point people to the gospel of Christ. Don't forget that. You may share your testimony, but that's not the same thing as sharing the gospel. Okay, everybody understand that? Your testimony can can be what God uses to draw someone to repentance and faith in Christ. And, And it took me a while, but you have to understand the power of your testimony as well. You have to understand the goodness of God. And, and sometimes it, it really, really benefits us to stop and just think about and thank him for everything he's done in our lives. I mean, it's heightened during this week of Thanksgiving. We think about things like this. But if you will just sit and just think and dwell on the goodness of God and how many times he's brought me through different things, how many times he's brought you through different things, you will have a heart that is thankful And you will appreciate every single time that God walks right beside you through battles and wars and fights and fires and everything. Stop and think about those things sometimes. How deep his love is for you. And and when we do that, that's what compels us to share. Man, he has been good to me. He has been faithful to me. Why? I can't keep this to myself. I have to share it with people. I have to let them know. And then pray that God gives you boldness to share your testimony. And and that he'll open doors for you to share that with other people. And the more you share your testimony, the easier it gets. Just like with anything, with muscle memory, you develop those muscles over and over, it gets easier to do things. That's the same thing with sharing your testimony or sharing the gospel. You do it over and over and it just starts to flow out of you. Because why? It's a personal experience that you had. You encountered God. You encountered his Holy Spirit and he changed you. And and to think of where you were 
and to where you are now, that's worth sharing. That's worth telling people about. It's amazing when you get to do that and you get a chance to do that. So I encourage you to pray for opportunities for God to open doors for you to be able to do that. Um, And even more than that, share the gospel with unbelievers as you get a chance to share your testimony. And And I said that earlier that our testimony isn't the gospel. The gospel is what God did in knowing that we were all sinners. We were in need of a savior. So he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die for us on the cross, to forgive us of all of our sins, to give us a fresh start and to give us uh, an eternity in heaven. Now, now Jesus sits, you know, death didn't defeat him, part of the gospel. He rose from the grave. He conquered the grave. And now he sits at the right hand of God interceding on our behalf. That's the gospel. The gospel is what led to your testimony. So you got to have the gospel. you got to be able to share that too when you're sharing your testimony. I, I'm able to tell you that I love life, that I'm happy, that I have joy in my heart, and I'm not depressed. I don't have the anxiety. I'm able to tell you this because the gospel of Jesus. Those are tied together. So don't forget to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them as you're talking about them. And Daniel, uh, Nally last week, what did he challenge us to do over the next six months? Think of how many people? Three. How many of you have your three already? I see a few hands going up. He challenged us to think of three people. Pray about three people that God will reveal to you that you can start befriending, building relationship with, and share the gospel with. Share your testimony with. Three people. Psalm 105, verse 1. I'm going to give you a lot of scripture this morning. Is that okay? I don't think anybody will say no. Psalm 105, verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Let the whole world know what he has done. Give thanks to the Lord. We should be talking about all the wonderful things he has done in our lives. How many of you say, I could probably do a little bit better than that, Rick, in that? You know, I've really not probably uh, celebrated and told the world about the wonderful things God's been doing in my life. We can all do better at this. Use your life as a testimony. Um, unbelievers, do you know they look closely at us as Christians? <laughs> they do. Um, you can have a great testimony with your lips and your actions say something totally different. And they're looking at that. All right. So you tell me God's changed your life. You tell me God's done this, this, this thing in you and you're, you're changing daily and you're becoming more like Jesus. You tell me this, but I don't really see it. I don't really see it. So we don't want our testimony to be drowned out or, or lose its power because of our actions in life. Do your best to never give a reason for others to slander the name of Christ because of the ungodly living that we might be doing. And this quote from John MacArthur, you guys have heard it, you are the only Bible that some unbelievers will ever read. That's true. What God's done for me and how I show that in my actions to others is some of the only Bible people will ever open up and they'll be able to be a part of. Be the light of the world. This world's a dark place, but you are the light of the world. It's not something that you're trying to be. When you come to repentance, you give your life to Jesus, you are now a light for the world. You get up from the place of prayer, wherever you gave your heart to the Lord, and you stand up, you have a light in you. You have Jesus in you. You have the Holy Spirit in you now, and you are a light 
to this dark world. Everywhere you go. Those in Christ have been made new with new desires, new affections for God's word. It doesn't mean we're sinless or perfect. Sarah can tell you I'm far from that. But it does mean that there will be a difference between the actions and motives of a believer versus the actions and motives of the world. There's a difference in us. There should be a difference in us. We're not like the world anymore. Our life is a testimony. And, and what's Ephesians 5.8? I think I got that for the screen too. It says, live as children of light. Live like you've got the light of Jesus in you. In Philippians 1, 27 through 30. Above all, you must live as citizens of heaven and conducting, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then, whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved even by God himself. For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. We are in this struggle together. You have seen um, my struggle in the past and you know that I am still in the midst of it, is what the rest of that verse says. We're in this together, Orchardville Church. God is bringing so much unity in the body since January. That's another thing I've talked about. We have to be healthy in order to reach the lost. The ones that are coming in here, we have to be in unity. We have to, to love. Karen always says, when the love is right. When the love is right. And I believe it's right. And we're in unity. And we're ready to see God do some amazing things. Not only in the church, but through us outside the church. And walking with a new boldness. Matthew 5, 14 through 16. You are the light for the world. A city cannot be hidden when it is located on a hill. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. What's that little kid song? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And then it says, hide it under a bushel? No. We're going to let it shine. We're going to let it shine. No one puts a lamp, lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, everyone who lights a lamp puts it on a lampstand. Then its light shines for everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine in front of people. Then they will see the good that you do and praise your Father in heaven. Testimony. Give thanks through your testimony because God's been good to you. I'm going to finish off with some biblical examples of testimonies, more scripture. And the first, first passage is John chapter 9, verse 24, 25. So for the second time, they called the man who had been blind since birth and said to him, give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know that though I was blind, now I see. He's sharing his testimony. You can say what you want about this Jesus man, but I'm telling you, I was blind, and then he touched me, and now I can see. 
I was wrapped up in anxiety and depression, and now I have joy in my life. That's what I can tell you. Other people in here can say, I was an alcoholic for so many years, and then I encountered the Lord, and now I'm not. Everybody has a testimony. Everybody has things you've been through that I was here, and now I'm here. I don't know how he did it, but through the power of the Holy Spirit, he changed me. Mark 5, verse 20. So the man started off to visit the 10 towns of that region and began to proclaim the great things Jesus had done for him. And everyone was amazed at what he told them. This was the story of the demon-possessed man by the name of Legion. That nobody could be around, nobody could handle. He was just too much. And he was possessed. And nobody wanted to have anything to do with him. But Jesus comes along and changes him. And then after that, what does he have to do? I have to go tell everyone. We're all in here. If you're a Christian, you've experienced the goodness of God. You've experienced salvation. If nothing else, you've been saved from the pits of hell. That's worth telling people. That's worth sharing. John 4, 39, many Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. The woman at the well, he told me all that I ever did. And she went screaming it to the town. You have to meet this man. How many of us are going out throughout our weeks? You have to meet this man named Jesus. You have to experience this love of Jesus. Acts 4, 33 And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. And finally, Revelation 12, verse 11, they triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb, and what else? By the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. The blood of the lamb, the blood of Jesus, and the word of their testimony is how we overcome. It's how we help other people overcome. If our praise team will go ahead and come up and get ready. If you, if I talked to you this week or last couple weeks, you're one of those nine people, can you move to the first two rows here in the middle, please? Our testimony overcomes Satan's deceptions and deceiving that he brings against us. Okay? When we know and we remember the work of God in our lives, it protects us from the things the enemy brings against us. If I remember my testimony, if I remember the goodness of God, if I think back and I thank him for all the different things he's done for me, that keeps me from being deceived by the enemy. And falling back into a life that God never intended me to be in in the first place. I thank him. I think of those things. My testimony. I know, I know, you know what you've seen God do in your life. We all have seen it. We have to share it. We have to thank God through our testimony. And as you do that, You will not be deceived by the enemy. You know, with with my depression and anxiety, those things, that those thoughts that I used to have, I have to stay on top of that. Okay? I have to remind myself and let my mind constantly be transformed into the likeness of Jesus. I have to remember what he has done for me. Because the moment I start to forget 
The moment I stop thanking him for that, that's the moment the enemy's gonna try to sneak in and, and remind you of your past and remind you that you haven't changed, you didn't get anything from God. Testimonies, we have to give them. We have to share. We have to let people know what Jesus is doing in our lives. And as we sing this morning, I, I told you this, I'll just let you see it. And I believe God's going to anoint it. He's already anointed the service. He's going to anoint it. And he's going to motivate people to share their testimony with people. And not be ashamed, not be afraid to do it. He's going to give you boldness by what you're about to experience in our worship service right now. And I pray you've come in here anticipating a move of God. I pray you've come in here not to just... Not to just go through the motions, oh, it's another Sunday, this makes me all warm and fuzzy and I go home and I'm the same person. I pray that you see the goodness of God in people that come up and share and I pray you worship from a place that remembers and thinks about during these next 20, 25 minutes everything God has done for you. Would you stand this morning? We're about to worship. We're about to praise, and I don't want you to hold anything back. I don't want you to look at somebody next to you, behind you. I want you just to give God your full attention. I want you to start thinking about all the different things that you've went through in life and all the different ways God has shown himself faithful through all of it. Amen? Let's worship this morning. got Miss Jenny Mayberry is going to open us up as we get into our worship service. Come on up there. Don't be ashamed. Hi, everyone. Nine and a half months ago, I was a lost soul. I was living in my car. I was not involved like a mother should be in my daughter's life. And I was very sick. I was losing what was left of me. On February 9th, God took me by the hands, pulled me out of the fiery pits of hell. Since then, this is what has changed. I have my own house. I'm a wonderful, loving mother. I believe in myself. God has restored many relationships I thought were destroyed. He is healing my broken heart. I am healthy. I have a great job that I love. He has answered prayers and woke and works all the time, every minute, every second of the day. Jesus has given me a gift. That gift is letting me feel him through music. When I sing for him, I feel his spirit from head to toe. My arms shake and my knees get weak. Emotionally overwhelmed, he lets me help others to feel him. Just let your walls down and ask him to walk with you. All you have to do is ask. I am thriving and it is all because I let my heart and soul finally listen to him. Oh. And I will sing of the goodness of God. Thank you. Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all it's stealing. And you're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus. 
one of the things I'm most thankful for this year is the power of prayer and the fact that our church family is full of prayer warriors. Those who will faithfully bring your need before the Lord, even going as far as to ask for and expect a miracle. It struck me that this all happened with me at the same time that God was intervening in Jenny's life. On February 8th of this year, I almost died. My blood pressure had bottomed out, my heart rate was through the roof, and my body, including my blood, was full of infection. I ended up at the ICU in St. Louis. Two of my nurses there told me that they had both lost patients whose numbers were better than mine, and that there was no way that I could still be conscious. But what they didn't know is that our prayer chain had started long before I reached that third hospital. So many things that shouldn't have happened or that just fell into place. The number of times that God intervened that week, I almost can't count. Um, But I know it is a direct result of you all praying. Please don't ever think that your prayers are in vain or that they're not heard because our God is still in the healing business. Who can wipe away the tears from broken dreams and wasted years until the past and disappear? Oh, let me tell you about my November 25th, 2020, our son was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. We spent three days in the hospital in St. Louis, and for those three days, we listened to doctors tell us that type 1 is an autoimmune disease. It's not like type 2 diet can't help. They told us that Tyler would have to take four shots of insulin every day for the rest of his life. And they told us repeatedly that there is no cure for type 1 diabetes. But God, 
don't know what it is about this date, but on February 8th of this year, Tyler took his last dose of insulin. His A1C is normal for a person without diabetes. And the doctors, the doctors have no idea what to say, but we sure do. Thank you, Jesus, for healing my son. the price for all my guilty who would care that much about me let me tell you about my Jesus oh he makes a way where there ain't no way rises up from an empty grave ain't no sinner that he can't save let me tell you about my Jesus his love is strong and his grace is free and the good news tell you about my Jesus. He, uh, he lifted me out of a dark place one time out of a 20-year meth addiction. He put peace back in my heart, taught me to love again. He's blessed me with uh, seven beautiful grandchildren, one crazy daughter-in-law. <laughs> and he just keeps blessing me. Last fall, uh, the COVID was real bad. My mother and me both got it. I went through it okay, but she went in the hospital with a collapse, one lung collapsed and pneumonia in the other one. And we just prayed and prayed and prayed, and uh, they didn't think she'd come out of it. She went into an AFib, usually lasts a couple hours. This near lasted six days. And I thank God done that. I think he sped all that stuff up and run it all out of her. God, he just keeps blessing me. I've worked for myself. i got my family working with me pamatized and things get rough stuff comes in you know all right
know that I've had a kidney transplant, but what you may not know is um, several years before that, I was in the hospital in St. Louis, and my nurse came in the room and she said, I have a word from the Lord for you. And I instantly had peace. At the same time, there was a small portion that I didn't completely understand. But I gave God praise and thanks because God is good always, and He's um, all-knowing. So several years later, when I got the news that I was in renal failure, um, the Holy Spirit brought to my memory the words that were spoken several years before. You will live, you will not die, for I know the plans I have for you, declared the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And if I knew instantly and I was confident and encouraged that everything was going to be okay because if God be for you, who can be against you? We were the beggars and now we're royalty. We were the prisoners and now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing August 13th, 1995, after living 23 years for the devil in drugs and alcohol, I cried out to the Lord. I was at the end of my road, and I cried out to the Lord, and He heard my cry, and He lifted me up out of a horrible pit, out of the mire clay, and He set my feet upon the rock, and He established my going. He put a plan in my life. He, God showed me He had a plan for my life. And he put a new song in my mouth. And I've been praising God for the last 26 plus years. And I just want to praise him today and thank Jesus for saving me. Hallelujah. Praise to God. Well, I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. 
faith are never enough Then you came along And put me back together Every desire is now satisfied Here in your love start. First of all, I'd like to thank my Lord and Savior for saving me. You know, as I look back on my life, there's been many instances where, you know, I was having a hard time or just going through rough periods of depression and stuff, and, and God's brought me through every one of them. But the day that I uh, want to talk to you about today was May 19th of this year. It's a day that changed my life. It got me out of my comfort zone. It was the day that uh, I went to the emergency room at Good Sam Hospital and I talked to a doctor. I was having pain in my right kidney. After talking for a while and done some tests and stuff and x-rays, he came back and he said, I'm sorry I informed you that you have uh, cancer in your right kidney. I said, okay. I think this was on a Wednesday. Following Sunday, I came to church here and I was sitting right back in there. 
Pastor Rick come say hello like he usually does. And I was telling him about it and said, uh, you know, you ought to come to the altar and get prayer. He didn't know that I was already counting on that. So that's what I done. I come up here and he prayed for me along with a lot of you. And I know that there was people that stayed in prayer for me over the course of the next few weeks. Uh, there were several trips to Pratt Cancer Center and through all this time I began rebuking the devil, rebuking cancer standing on the promises of God standing on what I have read in the Word and I began to thank Him for my healing ahead of time So after several trips to Pratt Cancer Center, it was uh, and tests and MRIs and stuff over there. I uh, the last trip over there, I was supposed to find out, you know, what was going on. But on the ride over there, I just had a calmness about me. I just knew I wasn't scared. I wasn't. I just I was calm. And the doctor walked in and he looked at me and he said, "You can breathe." And I said, "I'm breathing." I'm alive. And he looked at me and he, he bent down and he grinned and he said, I don't know what's happened, but you don't have cancer. It moved me out of a comfort zone and it's changed my life. And I, I just... I know I may be running past time, but I, I just got to say this. You don't have to be perfect. There's somebody here today that's going through something, and I just want to encourage you to cry out to God and surrender to the Lord. See, I'm not perfect either, and the Apostle Paul talks about the things that I do want to do, I don't do. We all struggle with that. And he talks about getting in the race and running a race to achieve a crown. If you're here today and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, I encourage you to come up today and give your life to Him and get in the race. I just want to take this opportunity to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and to thank this church and to thank Pastor Rick and everybody here. I love you all. Thank you. You turn morning to dancing You give beauty for ashes You turn shame into glory You're the Seasons. 
four years ago, I walked through the doors of that church not wanting to be here. Um, I came because my daughter invited me. And uh, I had over 30 years as an alcoholic and a drug addict. And uh, I was bound determined to kill myself. I, I was a chicken. I couldn't do it the right way. So I was just going to drink myself to death. And uh, my friend here, Rick, I was so scared and so nervous that I couldn't even walk myself to the altar. He came and got me and walked me down here. And he said, all you have to do is trust God. And, you know, I've been to 13 rehabs and four mental institutions. And I did over six years in different state institutions. And none of those things did anything. But as I stand here and breathe today, God lifted that burden off of my life. And for two and a half years now, I've been sober and clean, and I've been coming here, and I meet new people. And I can tell you guys this, that whatever you're going through, no matter what, you, you have this belief in your head that nobody can change you. And you're absolutely right. Nobody can change you, but Jesus can. I see joy rising. I hear hope calling, I see fear hiding, I hear chains falling, I see walls shaking, I hear doubt running, cause my God's on his way, yes he is coming, I see joy rising, I hear hope calling, I see fear hiding, I hear chains falling, I see walls shaking, down running with my God's on his way yes he is coming I see joy rising I hear hope coming. 
had a drug addiction since I was 18. I got in some federal trouble when I was 22. I lost my kids for three and a half years, but God delivered me from that life. I've had my kids back for three years now. Even with all the craziness that went on with me and Brandon, God has kept us together and is restoring our family. He will be home with us in five months. My life today is amazing and I give God all the credit.
Father, we just thank you and we praise you for what you're doing in this place right now, God, and we don't want to interfere with it. So right now, Father, we open up the altars to bring our sacrifice to you, God. We open up the altars for those in here, Father, that maybe do not know you, but they recognize the goodness of God. They recognize that there's salvation found in Jesus. They recognize by the word of the testimonies given today that you are real, that you are powerful, that you offer hope, that you offer peace, that you offer restoration, and you offer forgiveness, Father. So right now, God, as we open the altars, if there's anybody in here at the sound of my voice that does not know you, anybody watching online that does not know you, I pray, Father, right now that that conviction they feel in their heart right now, that they would have boldness and courage to step out and respond to what you're calling them to do to come to know you as their savior. Father, so in turn, they can share a testimony just like these others have of the goodness of God, where God brought me from. So Father, if there's anybody here, they would come to this altar and find you this morning. Or as our ministry teams get in place, Father, there's somebody here that maybe doesn't, doesn't have that joy of their salvation that they once had. We know you restore, you replenish God. If they need to rededicate to you, Father, I pray they do. If anybody needs healing in their body, whatever it is, God, we open up these altars and we ask that the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, have your way in this place and change hearts and lives in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. If you need to sit down, I know it's been a while. The altar's a great place to sit. But if you need to, I know we've been up a while, but if you, if you feel a tugging in your heart, that's the Holy Spirit speaking to you. Respond to that as we continue in worship and open up the altars this morning. Yeah. 
Lord, we just praise you. We worship you. You are a mighty God. We lift you up in this place, God. We thank you for what you're doing in this place. We thank you for what you're doing in hearts. We thank you for the testimonies that were shared today. We thank you for the worship. We thank you for the word. We thank you for the importance of sharing our testimony, of letting people know I was once this, but God changed my life. And God, I thank you for the spirit of deliverance that people don't even realize is going on right now. Father, we are, we are being delivered from things that have, that have bound us for too long. In our personal lives as a church, God, you are bringing us out of that into a new season. And God, we praise you for that. We don't know what that's going to look like, God, but we know that it's in your hands. And we step into that, God. You do whatever you want to do in us and through us and in this church. Lord, let us be a lighthouse. Let us be a lighthouse to our communities, Father. In that map of life that you've given us, let us be a lighthouse. And God, when we go to speak, put the words in our mouths through the power of your Holy Spirit. Let us not live in fear, but let us have a confidence in you that you will bring things to pass the way you want to do that, God. Lord, I praise you. I thank you for who you are. You are mighty. You are powerful. You are strong. You are worthy to be praised in this place, God. And we praise your name. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for who you are, God. Lord, give us a burden for the lost. Give us this burden for the lost, God. That we don't just sit in a pretty building and have nice music. And, and, and Lord, that we would just have a burden to reach people. I thank you that you've not left us, that you've not abandoned us. Lord, when we mess things up, you've not left us. You've reassured us that you're still in control. You've reassured us when you are high and lifted up, when you are the center of all we're doing, you are magnified, you are glorified, and you are evident in people's lives. And I thank you for that. I thank you for it, Jesus. Lord, I just thank you again for everything that you did today. I thank you that you are a God of order. And God, when we get crazy ideas in our heads, that you bring it all together and you, you are glorified in it. I praise you for it, God. I thank you for the opportunity to be here with this great group of people. I thank you for the people that we haven't even met yet that are going to come in. The, the ones that maybe not even come into the church, Bob, but we're able to minister them in our, in, our, in our homes, in our jobs, God. I thank you for it. Give us those opportunities. Show us those, God praise you for who you are. And the church said together, amen, 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 amen.